Yeah, teabag it, Omar. Pinky up and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you prissy bitch. <laughs> I'm a man, damn it. It's something a man has never ever had to say. He likes oh. vegan food and opera. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what? Oh, there's another exactly. one. Exactly. Come on, man. Uh, you are listening to Give Me Five Podcast, episode 244. <laughs> This is Game of Five Podcast. We are entertaining. Uh, we talk about entertaining things in order to be entertaining. These things are usually streaming, pop culture, uh, books, music, all of that stuff. My name is Alvin, and I'm here with Simon. Waka, waka, waka. And Theodore. <laughs> I'm trying. No, I can't. To find another, uh, like... 80s cartoon reference. Like, well, I was going to try and do one. another Muppet, but I couldn't remember another like catchphrase from one of them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. It should have said it's not easy being green. <laughs> on. Nah. This week, Why we're talking about the Lost so City. Many? A little bit of romance and comedy and action. The Bentaveret, which is less of those things. And we're going to close out Moon Knight... And winning time, the rise of the Laker dynasty. Sort of, there's a lot of little things. We're 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 doing some housekeeping. I think you guys good. Everyone good. Housekeeping. Uh, Rob, there's uh, someone at your door. You want me to fluff your pillow? <laughs> I'm gonna let him keep going with us. There's no. This is him. a review show, <laughs> and there will probably be spoilers. We'll try to avoid major twists. But let's face it, we're not really going to try. So be warned. Yep. Well, guys, <clears throat> I'm about to be poor. Okay. Are you now? What? Thi- what you, you mean you weren't already? You're married with a kid. And we just had a crap ton of like renovations in the house, too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, there you go. But I'm going to be poorer. Okay. Because I made a mistake mm-hmm. at one point in my life many years ago, and I bought a Lego set back in, like, I don't know, 2010 or something. That'll do Cause, it. Because I was like, oh, that's cool. They make Lego Star Wars stuff now. So I bought one. And now I can't even fit in my office because there's so many Legos. But, you know, I've I've been toning it down because <laughs> a lot of times I will. next episode of Hoarders. <laughs> yeah. Now you're gonna find hear me on the news where like I was I was killed by like a collapsing stack of Lego porgs or something. Yep. Uh, but anyway, so they Lego released. Porn. That's the next thing. Yes. No, that's there was a press release about it, but it's not coming out till next year. Yeah, yeah. The, the Lego dildo just doesn't seem like it would be all that comfortable. <laughs> Look, all those any, sharp edges. Anything is a dildo if you're brave enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so Lego. Rob is releasing Lego is releasing something that I think all of us as kids wanted 
I've pulled is, enough of them out, oh, so I, I know that's oh, not entirely true. Oh, my God. Wait, is that true? Have you removed Legos? No, no, no. I've removed enough things that weren't dildos. <laughs> that should be a new segment wow, on the show. Screw absolutely. Florida, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today's segment of things that are not dildos. <laughs> things that Rob has... has that Rob has removed. Had to remove. <laughs> We're going to talk about the humble fluorescent light bulb. <laughs> Pulled it out intact, no less. That's impressive. Uh, real quick, uh, Lego. We like when I was a kid, I always used to try to build transforming things to try to make transformers and stuff like that. Looked and you would... like his asshole had an idea on the X. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ding! <laughs> And then the light bulb went off, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my god. Don't Google that guy. <laughs> anyway, so we, we would always try to build like transformers and stuff, but the other day there was like this like little kind of thing where someone's like, I think they're making a Lego Optimus Prime, like in the chat rooms and stuff like that. And turns out that they were. And they made a Lego Optimus Prime. And it's really cool. It does, in fact, transform. Um it is going to be one thousand five hundred and eight pieces. Of course, it transforms in the truck, and it actually transform transforms. You don't. It's not like you. It's not like every Lego transforms when you smash it into bits and then build it to something else. <laughs> so you don't have to disassemble it and rebuild it. Yeah, it is one hundred percent transformable, except for one thing, and this is actually a cool little Easter egg because if you look at the original Optimus Prime when he's the truck, mm-hmm. he has a regular silver bumper. When he is the Optimus Prime, he's got the this like yellow thing on his belt. Interesting, and like. Apparently, Transformers, fam- Transformers fans always thought it was interesting that that was kind of wrong because they never actually showed that part transform. Mm-hmm. So they that's the only piece that you have to like pop off and put on the yellow one if you want to. You don't have to do it. Interesting. Uh, it comes with his Ion Blaster, which is the gun that you saw in the in the uh, show, and it had that really awesome like sound mm-hmm. to it. Uh, it has an Energon cube, a jetpack, and a Matrix of Leadership. Now nice. the jetpack does attach to the back, it, and it covers up some of the like the bottom of the Legos aren't as pretty as the top of the Legos, so it covers that up. But now, uh, are we are we guessing what the price tag of this is? No, I know it's it's due out June first, and it's um, I believe one sixty nine, one sixty nine, which is actually cheaper than I thought it would be because it's yeah. it is thirteen it is thirteen inches tall. I thought it'd be like two hundred fifty dollars. I well, believe and, and that combined with the the licensing that they probably need, as well as it transforming, I expected it to be. Yeah, absolutely. I hope this does well because there's a couple other. I would like to see a Megatron. Although I don't think they'll do Megatron because Lego is a very strict anti-modern weapons policy. Yeah. They do blasters. They'll do ray guns and they'll do uh, revolvers. But. Um, Based on the the original creator of Lego, I think he was anti like Tommy gun or machine gun kind of thing. But I would like to see a sound wave. It'd be kind of cool. I, I was gonna say, what about sound wave or like Star Scream or somebody like the? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, there there is the Megatron that turns into the like tank, which would be fine. It's not as cool. As <laughs> now, the, speaking as of gun. Megatron turning into a tank, did you get the Megatron his tank combo? Yeah, I did because I'm not uh, lame. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm some sort of poser? Do you think I didn't grow up in the 80s? I did as well. Do it right. First time. Yeah. I mean, sure, my kid isn't going to be able to eat for two months, but I'm going to have it. Small price to pay, my That's man. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
What do you need? What do you mean you need books for school? <laughs> Shoes last year's. <laughs> Didn't they? It's a school. Don't they have books? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got a What's library, here? Here. right? Here's a book. Just use this. Yeah, that's a blender instructions. <laughs> it's a book. It's a, learn how to bartend. There you go. <laughs> 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 no, go make daddy a smooth. Learn life skills. I am not a terrible father. No. My child gets books well, and food. I I will uh, be a terrible father if he touches my my Optimus Prime his tank though. <laughs> well, we all have anyway, boundaries. That's uh, that is that. We we need to move on from that. Sure enough. Um, I'm not gonna lie. You, you've I have added some things. Of breaking one of my first Transformers. <gasps> oh, we don't have time for that kind of tragedy right now. Iron yeah, Knight. So- oh, one of the good ones too. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was trying to transform him and I just broke him. Oh. You don't know your own strength. And then I hit him under the chair. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Don't let mom see that. <laughs> He's still there to this day. Okay, so tell me about all these new things that are coming out. Oh, I was I got a notification from Netflix, and I'm like, oh, what is this? It was a, a coming soon thing, and I, I wasn't sure when the actual release date was, um, but it, it is now posted for coming soon in Netflix. Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1, is due out May 27th, and Volume 2 is due out July 1st. So coming up in 11 days, actually, as of tonight. 11 days from tonight is Stranger Things Volume 1. Oh, that's exciting. Excited about that. That's fantastic. And another thing that we've talked about multiple times on the show, both Season 1 and Season 2, Season three of Love, Death, and Robots is due out this Friday. Oh, I love that show. That's so good. That's exciting. They usually have a couple of really good ones, and I'm sure we'll talk about that on the show at some point. Yeah, I like the different art styles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's uh, two other. There's two other great things that I just saw today. There's a 45 oh, yeah. second teaser for Prey. Which is part of the... Oh, I saw that. Uh, wow, so awesome. It's part of the Predator franchise. I didn't even know that it that this was coming out. And it takes place three... Yeah, I didn't realize it was part of the Predator franchise until I saw the three dots. Yes, exactly. It was a great, great season. So good. And it takes place about 300 years ago. During, and and the, the, the people who are involved are Comanche warriors. Like the Comanche tribe. Um, who were like a totally badass tribe that lived like in the Texas area. Uh... It looks amazing, <laughs> and it was it, it now it was, that. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's exactly the perfect type of trailer. It was only forty five seconds. It showed you some cool stuff, and you know, you you get the basic idea of what it is. And of so, course, it did the thing which you would expect. If I made this trailer, I would do the same thing, where it made it look like it was a period piece about that time period without any sort of sci-fi element until the sci-fi element happens which was the three dots which you mentioned correct i will say that i'm curious as to how they're going to make this work because if you consider the technological advantage that the predator has not only not only in the in the um the camouflage department but as well as just the the weapons that I mean, he's got ranged weapons. They're fighting with bow and arrows. I completely thought the same thing. And I'm like, how do they make it 
believable in that the Predator doesn't just wander over, t- you know, just run roughshod over top of these Comanche warriors. That does explain the runtime of seven minutes. <laughs> oh, well, okay, there you go. <laughs> it's a short. <laughs> yeah. it's, Two minutes of that is Three credits. minutes of credits at the beginning and the end. And... I mean, but you get what I'm saying, right? Yes. I mean, ha- my popcorn isn't even done yet. <laughs> yeah. Now, well, one thing, th- there's a lot of different ways they can go with this, which I think is kind of interesting. <laughs> one of the things I, I can think of is the fact that it is 300 years ago. So the technology, ha- I'm hoping that they thought about the fact that it's like, that it hasn't evolved yet. Because I mean, look at the weapons now and 300 years ago. And obviously the predators were super advanced. Mm-hmm. And they made it here, but I'm hoping that they're not going the nuke re- the nuke way or something like that. Correct. Right, but he's still got the shoulder cannon. Right. Because that's the three dot thing. Oh, and he's yeah. invisible. <laughs> yeah. And they don't have like heat. They don't. It's not like they have like like thermal eye gear. You know. The, right. Like or. Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't really have the thermal the thermal eye gear in in the predator. But, movie, yeah. But, but they did at least have weapons that they could. Correct. You know that. Yeah, they could hurt him with it. Yeah. Totally different. There's like so many different ways they can go with that too. Like I know it's just a movie, but there's the idea of like if the the tribe does win, now they have the a complete and utter advantage of like they have this technology now that they wouldn't have had before. Oh, that's interesting. Um like you know, like them finding the arm in Terminator 2 kind of thing. Right. There's just a lot of cool ways they can play the story out. And not to mention, even you know, are there other tribes or other uh, uh, settlers there? So I'm I'm very intrigued, and it's on Hulu, which I have. So yeah, it's only coming out on Hulu uh, exclusively. Hulu, mm-hmm. um, August fifth. So I'm excited, super excited about that. I haven't been this excited about a ter- uh, predator um, movie in a, in a while. Um, and then the, the I almost said Terminator. Then the boys, season three which comes out June 3rd, of course, on Amazon. And that's one of those long two-minute, two 45-second trailers, something like that. I watched half of it. It looks awesome. It looks, This looks fantastic. Like I love the show so far. Both seasons, I thought, were, were really, really great in their own way. Um, mm-hmm. And this one is just amazing. They It seems to deal mainly with Homelander. And he's, you know, they just hint that he's kind of like losing his marbles. Like he's going a little bit, going a little nuts. He's going a little crazy. I'm intrigued about the green stuff. The little green vials. I might not even have seen that, in the, that. in the trailer. I don't know. I, I only got halfway through. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but I'm super uh, excited about I do have a question. Oh, yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry. I do have a question, quick question. Um, there, One of the things I'm going to cover next week, I think, is a book I'm reading called The 90s by Chuck Klosterman. He's one of my favorite writers. He does a lot of think piece essay type things. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he talks, he'll, you know, some of his stuff is like, some of it is a little too uh, over the top. Like, he did a book because What If I'm Wrong, where like he specifically wrote the wrong opinions on why things happened. And the point, like, it was very hard to wrap your brain around listening to it. But besides that, he's doing a book on the 90s. And it's really interesting because it's, well, I'll talk about it later, but he pointed out one of the things that I thought was very interesting about video stores and 
just what they actually meant to the 80s and 90s in this case. And he mentioned in that book what – and this is a double teaser, by the way. I'm teasing the book, but I'm teasing something else. He uh, mentioned that there was the very first ever VHS that was actually priced for home ownership. Do you know what that is? So most VHSs came out at, what, 80 90 bucks because they were only really for stores mm-hmm. and like crazy fans. But the first one that came out priced for home ownership. You know which Wait, one so the, uh, the VHS, uh, like the player itself? No, the the tape. Like the, tape. you mean when you say price for home ownership, you mean at like twenty bucks or whatever the nineteen ninety nine yeah, or whatever. Like twenty, it was like twenty two ninety five or twenty five ninety five. Oh, I didn't know the original the ones one were was, like ninety dollars. I didn't know that. The yeah. first VHS tape. So basically, like the first mass marketed movie, like VHS movie. Correct. Yeah. Give yep. me a genre. Action. Interesting. VHS. Would you like a year. Well, that's kind of more... Uh... Predator. No. 1987, though. 87. 1987. Is when it came out on VHS. It was that late? Yep. I was shocked. And I actually did the research on this and to be like, really? <clears throat> okay, so 1987 action movie. You said came out on videotape in 87, which means... And it's also an action movie that appealed to... Dudes and women, which is why they did it. Roadhouse. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and there's a sequel coming out this week. I was going to say Die Hard, but I think that was 84. No, Die Hard was later. Sequel this week. I think it's coming out this weekend. There's a a sequel coming out this week? Sequel. Yep. To that movie. Indiana Jones? No. That's too, no wrong year. Y'all are taking too long. You're getting into the danger zone. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Top I forgot God. Top Gun's coming out. That. Yeah. So the first, okay. I just thought it was kind of interesting. That is interesting. First, that, that was the uh, Mars Mac, Ma, Mars Mac, mass marketed VHS. Mars Mac, Mars marketed is Top Gun. Okay. Wow. Eighty-seven does seem late. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. The the movie companies were very, very, uh, I guess, scared about piracy or something. I don't know. Who knows? Well, but, little uh, did they you know, know that would reason. never be a problem. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> wow. So, uh, speaking of things that are scary, mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go short here on this one. Um, you know, the, the good old uh, fridge in the garage mm-hmm. situation. Rob, you got a fridge in your garage, right? I do. What are you keeping it? Dead drifters, right? Yes. Okay, well, I, I keep sodas in mine and, like, tea in mine uh, is what I tell the police. <laughs> and, um, well, this particular Florida family uh, heard a noise in their garage, and they thought that, like, it was this loud sound. And they thought there was a car crash, um, and they rushed outside, and they found – that an alligator had climbed into the garage and started chowing down on giant cases of Diet Coke. Because oh apparently they had a bunch of cases of Diet Coke in their garage for their fridge. And so the, the, the I guess the alligator didn't get into the fridge, but knocked over all the cases and was just chewing on uh, cans of Diet Coke as they were like spraying all over the place. Had to get it. Had to get his caffeine fix. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, I open the garage door about a quarter way in, peek my head in, and there is the alligator. I very quickly closed the door and said, and this is the actual person's name, Karen, we have an alligator in our garage. Something that coming from the Midwest, they're from Chicago, we haven't really experienced before. <laughs> it's like a great welcome to, welcome to Florida from Chicago. No, no one's experienced that. <laughs> it's not just him. That completely reminds me of the scene from Hangover where he found a tiger in the bathroom. Right? Yeah. Uh, it was an eight-foot-long alligator, and it uh, started hissing and flashing its teeth at the at the couple. They they actually called a local wrangler known as Ray the Trapper, which who isn't known sure. as Ray the Trapper? That tracks. To uh, get the alligator, um, so uh, yeah, it, it did uh, make a huge mess in the garage, and because oh, apparently they were about to have a party, and it ate the entire it ate the case of soda, <laughs> so. There was Diet Coke spewing everywhere because the gator was interested. Tore open the box and had a few cans. Maybe thought it was beer. I don't know. People have sent me texts and emails. Gator girl, they have these comments. Crikey, mate. What a great birthday present, Karen. The alligator has since been safely relocated. Probably safely relocated to the lake that's near your house, Rob. Uh, very that, possibly. Because that, that is. To, that used to be where they took all the nuisance gators. Yeah, that is, that is what I call alligator jail <laughs> when I drive over it. It has the second highest concentration of alligators in the state. Oh. The first is actually those people's garage. I'll yeah, it does. <laughs> Every time they go out, God damn it. <laughs> That's really funny. The second highest concentration. Okay. Where's, where's the first concentration of alligators? I've been told it's Lake Okeechobee. Actually, it's that miniature golf course near my house where you can like feed an alligator. They're all like three inches long, but there's a lot of them. In, so in a weird. small area, so you might be right. Florida is so, so bizarre. Yeah, that's that. It is. <sighs> okay. Uh, Patreon. Someone talk about that before my voice goes away. Patreon. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, we uh, thought it would be a great idea to have a Patreon ourselves. Uh, well, actually, these two did. I just jumped on the bandwagon later. Um, for <laughs> if you want to join at the five dollar level, you are invited to our Discord chat, and there's always something going off in the Discord chat. Um, you get early access mm-hmm. to the movie we're going to be reviewing. You get early access to the top five lists. Uh, we got a birthday episode where you are mocked incessantly. It's pretty great. Um, in the higher range, if you would like, you get show note access. You can curate an episode. Curate. I said it again. <laughs> curate an episode and uh and you can join us patreon.com no one wants no one wants to curate with us curate all over your chest <laughs> Just keep saying curate <laughs> i love that word so uh patreon.com slash give me five podcast all one word and it's the word five f-i-v-e not the number five Curinates right into curinate. his mouth. I curinated the heck out of that. I have video. Yeah. It's in the Discord. Sweet. Oh, nice. Of curinating. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Okay. Topics. What, uh, what do we want to talk about first? Uh, do we want to talk about the various finales real quick? Sure. The... Okay. Uh, why don't we start with Moon Knight? Uh, with, so this is going to be spoilerific. We we did talk about both of these shows, Moon Knight and Winning Time, uh, about what six weeks ago or so when they first came on. 
And then we said we were going to revisit them to say, you know, to see if our opinions at the beginning were the same as our opinions at the end. So uh, we don't have to. We're not going to do all of the who was in it, all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, just how did they close it out? What do you think about it? All that stuff. So Moon Knight. Uh, did we all watch that? I did. I did not. I did. Okay, so two of us did. And. And I just have to say, I called it out, and I don't know if I called it out on the episode, but I know I, I think I said it to you, Greg, the that I knew that there was that there was a third personality, and that the uh, the third personality was Mister Stabby Stabby, because they hinted at it several times throughout the series, where he would, where neither one of them knew what was going on, like both of them had blacked out. It's like in the. The one in the fight, fight, the fight scenes like in the desert and shit. And there's the one, the fight scene in the car. Yeah, like when they when they first the, get out the of the truck apartment in yeah, the yeah. in the German the German town or whatever. Oh, it was that one I was talking about? There's one early on too, like when he first gets out on like a cobblestone street and there's like a car parked there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the the scenes where neither one of them seemed to know what happened, and they're like, "Was that you?" And he's like, "No, you did that." Blah blah blah. And no, it was the stabby stabby guy, Jake. What Lockley? Either Lockley or Loxley. No, I, I don't think it's Robin of Lockley. I think it's Jake Lockley. Okay. I don't think it's the same name as Robin Hood. So but I liked but, it. I mean, it 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 wrapped it up. It you know, obviously, it kept him alive because he's the main character. But yeah, it was interesting. I was wondering what to think about this because it went. When we first talked about it, I believe I mentioned the fact that a lot of the action happened off screen, which is basically what you were talking about, where he didn't know what was going on. Then there was a lot of like psychology stuff where you were kind of inside of his brain type stuff for like almost two full episodes. And then there was a lot of, of course, Egyptian mythology stuff. And a lot of that ethereal kind of in, in your brain, you know, like visualizing psychology and visualizing someone's other personality trying to get out a lot of times that bores me and kind of what turns me off to the show mm-hmm. like a, a dreams or a flashback that kind of stuff actually flashbacks aren't bad but like hallucinations i'm always right. you know get on with it um this I actually thought was cool um part of it was i really kind of liked the hippo yeah <laughs> like the voice was great it was just this she was just like this warm character but also had a job to do, and it was like a real Egyptian god mm-hmm. kind of idea. I did like the visualization of some of the Egyptian stuff that you'd, yeah, I've read about. I used to have a, there's a while I was kind of into Egyptian stuff. I liked the recruiting of Layla. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I don't usually think of Moon Knight as an international character. I'm used to Moon Knight from the Marvel Knights era where it was very like a street-level kind of Punisher-type character. Uh-huh. So that was a little bit weird. That's kind of what I was hoping for. But that's not really what it was. It was like it was very apparent to me when it wasn't that when they were at like that Arabian Nights style like horse thing. Right. Well, I mean, but in all honesty, I still can see him as a street level hero because it was it was like it wasn't like he just, you know, appeared somewhere or like he, you know, they they didn't really go over it. But, you know, I kind of assume he had to take, you know coach class or whatever getting to you know he had to fly to where he was going they it wasn't like he just appeared there they just didn't show that to you i mean i still get the feeling that he is like a street level you know 
street level hero in that he doesn't have the superpowers of like flight or all of that. Yeah. Crap. I guess it's more of an international street level mm-hmm. and more of a can can equally protect New York as England as whatever. I guess he's more he was kind of a mercenary in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um so it was definitely an interesting take of uh, Oscar the actor Oscar uh I'll never remember his name. But he was really good. I thought he did Oscar a great Isaac. job. Uh, yeah, great job playing the different characters in different ways. Um, all the acting was pretty good. I did like the new superhero that was kind of born out of it. The, I, I don't know if that's something that's actually in the comics, but uh, what's her face? Layla? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think that might have been made up for the show. As, oh, God, I can't remember the hippo god's name. Um... Uh, chick with wings. I don't know. But that whole sequence was cool. Um yeah, I mean I thought I thought it was good. I don't I don't know if it's going to fulfill a lot of like the Marvel fans that are just there for big stories that connect with everything and can go cosmic and there's big explosions and there's that kind of stuff is not gonna satisfy them and I think the viewership is showing that. Power it. Yeah. So, but I think for a six or seven episode, I think six episode thing, it cleaned up pretty nicely. I think there's going to be another series, possibly. I I think they did a really good job of laying out and setting up the the whole DID thing because I've actually talked to a, to several people who were confused. I mean, now now you and I knew kind of what was going on, so we we knew that it was like a a multiple personality. Like by the by the end of the first episode, I knew that we were dealing with a multiple personality kind of thing. Um, but there were people who missed all the cues. And so they were confused and they didn't really start to get into it until like the third episode. Um, but I thought they did a really good job for laying it out like that and then kind of doing a reveal and and tying everything up at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, because those people actually ended up really enjoying the show. The ones that I had talked to that were confused. I like the visuals of the giant gods fighting each other over the city. That was pretty cool. Yes. That actually should be a Build-A-Figure. Conchu and uh, Emmett, right? Yeah. They should make a Build-A-Figure of Conchu. For the Marvel Legends Build-A-Figures, if you guys out there aren't nerds like us, sometimes we'll do a series of action figures, and each one comes with a part of another figure, and it's usually a bigger character. I would totally buy anything that came with a Conchu. Mm, yeah. You'd buy the entire set just to get the Conchu? Which I didn't even think about until just right then, but yeah. So uh, anything else about Moon Knight? I mean, it's worth your time. Uh, not for not for kids like most of the other ones, and it's not that it's bad. It's just I think they're going to be bored and super confused. You're never going to get a chance to understand it because you'll be explaining it the whole time. Yeah, and it is a little violent at times, but it could be more violent. It could. It absolutely could be. And there's also some suspense involved with like the the dog chasing him through the museum, and yeah. So like young children, I probably wouldn't show it. The big skeleton dude. Yeah. It, Sometimes he's there when they turn around, or he's kind of chilling out in the background. 
And then uh, Winning Time, which is the rise of the Lakers. Now, not the story of Charlie Sheen. No, no. Hashtag winning. Uh, we <laughs> or I talked about this a while ago. I think I'm the only one with uh, HBO Max or whatever it is. Yes. There goes the voice. Um, and don't care about the Lakers at all. Uh, but Who I the do. Lakers? But I did really like the Michael Jordan documentary. So I was kind of interested in this. And started watching it, and I was hooked from the very beginning. It was great, and it actually closed out really well. Kind of three stories going along at the same time, because I don't really know much about the early Lakers. One of the big stories, of course, is Jerry Buss buying the Lakers. He was a real estate guy that just happened to be a big fan of the team and bought it in the, early, in the late 70s, early 80s. And due to some uh, business situations and money mistakes, uh, he was about to go broke. He also drafted this dude who was everyone thought was going to be a bust named Magic Johnson. Yeah. Around the same time. So the other part of the story is Magic Johnson uh, trying to make the team his own when it also had uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on it already. And then, I was just and, gonna ask if if he came after Kareem. Uh, no, they were together until '89, I think, which is crazy to me. But right, but Kareem. he joined the team after Kareem, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Like Kareem is already there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they meant after Kareem left. Uh, and then another. There's, I mean, it's more than three stories, I guess. And another part of it is Jeannie uh, Bus, um, Jerry Bus's daughter, who's now. She might not be anymore, but she's now, like, in charge of basketball operations over there. And so some, you know, her trying to get – it's not trying to get respect because everyone respects her. But her father, um, the the matriarch of the family, so her, her grandmother, is is kind of on the on the way out. She has mm-hmm. uh, dementia and stuff like that. And the father is like, I don't – I want you to take care of her. I don't want you near the basketball operations. But everyone realizes that she actually is kind of the brains of the operation. It's not – it's an interesting part of the story, but it's not over the top, like drama. Right. It's it's just it is a thing that happens, and it's an interesting take because you can kind of see it from both sides. Like you need to be there for your grandmother, but he also is not realizing all the stuff she's doing behind the scenes to like help the team. Right. Um, and then there's like a whole situation with coaching that I thought was interesting because the you brought in a coach that did the the um. Not prime time, but the – I guess it was kind of prime time. The, this, like, fast break style offense. And no one thought it would work, and it did. Then the coach, which this actually happened, flipped his bike and landed on his head and ended up in the hospital with, like, a, a traumatic brain injury. So his assistant takes over, and his assistant needs help. So he hires the the play-by-play guy who's a dude named uh, Pat Riley or something. Hmm. And this all happened. And then the guy gets kind of gets over the, the traumatic brain injury. At least he's pretending he is. And he comes back to the team. So there's a lot. That stuff I found really interesting. Like, Was there a struggle for power? You know, some. I mean, you know this more than I do. But, you know, sometimes if when someone has an injury or wakes up from surgery or something, they're, like, really, really mean and aggressive. Okay. Like, after the traumatic brain injury, the one coach is a, just a, he's he's pretty aggressive. And he's also very, very much trying to hide the fact that he's 
like hurting. Like he can't find the way out of the building kind of stuff. Right. So there's that whole kind of thing. It's um it's really good. It takes you through you know, a lot of the things. The it's because it's set in the late seventies, early eighties, they do a lot of like grainy footage type stuff, which is it's all shot for it and then they like process it. But they just make it look so free. It's like the coolest looking show I've seen in a long time. And Jerry Buss is played by John C. Riley. Mm, and I will say okay. that it's early in the year for the most part. Uh, I don't think I will see a better performance all year. He was so good. Like, he needs to win some award somewhere. Because he was, I, I thought he was great. Every Whenever he was on screen, I wanted more of him. He was funny. He was, he was a badass. He like, some of the rivalry stuff, it's because this is interesting because they're, they're for the most part, keeping it true. There's some stuff that's not true, but mm-hmm. one of the big things was Bird or Johnson, right? Like everyone wanted to see Lakers versus Celtics. So there's like this big rivalry with them, but the Celtics lost early in the playoffs, so they don't actually play in the finals against each other, which is true. So they can't change that, obviously. Right. But there's this whole thing of like about Bird being kind of an asshole, which he is. I mean, like competitive type asshole. Mm-hmm. And like so, like whenever, like the first time you see him, and I, I sent this picture into the chat. But whenever you see him, like they, you see him like walking down. They they do us us. Uh, normally, when there's an actor or someone on the screen, like there's one, there's one dude that had like a severe cocaine habit. Um, oh, who was it? It was uh, not Norm Nixon. Uh, I'm not gonna be able to find it right away, but. One of the players had a, a coke habit and actually um, got kicked off the team in the middle of the playoffs. And he like went nuts and tried to put a hit out on the rest of the team, like an actual hitman. Wow! And on the entire team, uh, the people that he thought were pushing him out because he was a center or something like that. So he wanted to put a thing out and like, and definitely the coach. So like that actually happened. But what's interesting is his uh, wife at the time was Iman who became David Bowie's wife later on. So, like, when she's on the screen, it says, like, it does a split, a little kind of thing, and it says, David Bowie's future wife. <laughs> and just little things like that are really cool, but when they put a uh, bird on the screen, it says, it just shows him, it freezes, and it says, you know who the fuck I am. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's like, you know, like, I think he, he's, it's just cool. It was really good. Um, it's got It's going to have a second season. They're actually apparently going up like through the years because this only gets them to 81 and apparently like there was just all sorts of stuff because Riley takes over very soon thereafter and I have no idea why because the coach in the middle like the one that was the assistant of the first dude that like Mm -hmm. fell off a bike he did bring them to a championship so I don't know if he like stepped down or got fired or what because he was only there for half a year won a championship and then now all of a sudden Riley's there so Kind of intrigued about that, and it'll take you all the way up through all the the crazy Kobe Bryant Shaq stuff. So, I loved it. I thought it was great. It, you know, I was. It was one of those that I could not wait for it to be available on streaming. So, I highly suggest that one if you can get to it. Hmm. All right. Okay. Sports ball. Sports ball. Go team. Okay, what's next? I need someone else to talk that isn't me. So why don't you guys talk about the Pentaveret? Okay, Pentaveret. 
Um, do you want to jump on it, Rob? Do you want me to do the intros? <laughs> All right. So the, <laughs> the Pentaverit was released May 5th of 2022. It does stream on Netflix. And it stars Mike Myers, Lydia West, Jeremy Irons, Maria Menounos, Ryan Aline, Debbie Mazar, Gregory Hoyt, Richard McCabe, Ken Jong, Jennifer Saunders, Rob Lowe, Philip Martin, Keegan-Michael Key. It's got a lot of big names in it. Um, initially, I wasn't sure how I was going to handle this because it really seems like it's... I don't know. It it just gave me that that oh god, I don't know if I can sit through this whole thing. Did did you get that feeling or was I the only one? Um same. It it Yeah. I'm still watching it. I'm I'm 4 episodes in. And I'm going to mm-hmm. finish it, but I think it helps that they're only half hour episodes. Yeah. Now, now I did push through it. So I, I actually binged the whole thing. Okay. Um, I, it, I think it helped that I was kind of doing other stuff, but it was one of those things that you could kind of pay attention to and still understand what was going on. Yeah. I, I, I real quick, I've watched, a, I've watched two episodes and I can't do them all in a row. It's uh, to me, it's super exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's just so much of this. Okay. I'll put it this way. One of my favorite scenes of all time for comedies mm-hmm. is the uh, uh, table scene from Nutty Professor. Okay. I will laugh every right. time, all the time, and it's great because it's one scene. You walk over, but you're limping back. Yeah. It is great because it's one scene, and it goes for that amount of time, and then we're back out to the relatively uh, standard movie. This is a lot of – this would be like that scene for an entire show, and I think that would be exhausting too. There's a lot of him. The big deal is he's playing all of the characters for the most part. He plays eight. eight yeah, he characters. plays like like eight yeah. characters. Yeah. He plays the entirety of the Pentaveret except for each person they bring in, and the reporter. And he plays that like Alex Jones type guy. Um, he's just so many characters. He's literally eight characters. He's he's everywhere. Um. <clears throat> There's some really f- and basically, go ahead. Well, I was going to say there's some really funny things in here. There's some some quirky little whatever things. There's he puts his you know he's the writer and creator of the show as well, Mike Myers, and uh, he puts his some interesting stuff about like conspiracy theories. You can tell like through mm-hmm. dialogue, he's just kind of saying like, "This is a conspiracy. It's just a theory. You're not thinking this through," and he puts that point of view out through his dialogue, but. Um, I I feel like the show is entertaining enough, to be honest. Like it's fine, mm-hmm. but he's the humor and some of the setups for the comedy, for example. He's they're just he's trying so hard. Like it just seems like he's like I'm really he's just really really trying to reach out there and get some comedy, and it's just. does that make sense like he's coming off like he's just really just trying to yeah and and there's well just a quick rundown uh mike myers is playing a canadian reporter who is being forced to retire and in an effort to win his job back he decides to try and do an expose on the secret society called the pentaveret and so he's trying to infiltrate the pentaveret get get information on them and 
and basically do an expose story in hopes of winning back his career because he's getting old and they don't think that he's good enough anymore. And of course, there's a lot of jokes about him being Canadian and then everybody apologizing about everything. And, um, and a lot of the, a lot of the goofy shit happens when, um, (laughs) a lot of the goofy shit happens inside the Pentaveret. Um, there was there was one scene that really kind of made me laugh out loud in the very beginning because um, Keegan Michael Key is brought in as a new member of the Pentaveret because he's like this this brilliant uh, uh, scientist who's trying to solve global warming, and during his initiation, he's offered a pill or a key, and there's this Russian guy who can't pronounce anything. Yes, <laughs> and, and and you saw that episode, you saw yeah. that part. Yeah, so good. And so they're asking him whether or not he wants the key or the peel. Key or peel. He's like, seriously? Really? He, like, he looks at the screen. Yeah. So so there's there's a couple of like really meta moments in the movie like that where they like make references to other stuff and, and who they actually are. Or the other character um, that beats the Sasquatch. Yes. There. Well, I, I'll go ahead and yeah. spoil that because I thought it was funny. Um, there's a scene where they're running through this town, Dubrovich or whatever the hell it is. They're trying to get the additional Dubrovich. Yeah. They're trying to get an additional key, but they're being chased by a Sasquatch. And there's this, there's this festival in this town where you give your regrets to the ogre. And it turns out that the Sasquatch is chasing Mike Myers, but he's saved by the ogre of Dubrovich and the ogre of Dubrovich is Shrek. (laughs) So literally live action Shrek. Comes out and headbutts the the a, a guy in a Shrek yeah, costume. Yeah, yeah. in a, he headbutts the the uh, Sasquatch in the Sasquatch. You know, just knocks him out. Yeah, and there, there's this moment between Mike Myers or between Mike Myers's character and Shrek, and it's it's kind of funny, and it's like, okay, yeah, all right, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and then of course there's the other stuff that the, that he does. Like if you remember Wayne's World, the whole product placement thing. Yes. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember yeah, yeah. that? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a scene like that in this. The 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 show is actually interrupted several times by like a quote unquote Netflix executive who who like censors it, censors the show because they said they gave Mike Myers free reign and he went a little crazy and it's not really family friendly. So there's a scene where they like delete every and they make a lot of references to Americans using a lot of swear words. Um, so there's a scene where he removes all the swear words from the scene and it really makes it kind of disgusting. Yeah. Um, but then there's another scene where that, that scene to me, I saw that part too. Uh-huh. It reminded me of, uh, the old mad magazine, uh, back page where you would fold it and it would make one picture become oh, another one. Right. right. Whereas you and... would look at it and it would like, didn't quite make sense about that. the first time. Then you fold it and you're like, Oh, okay. That's why they did it. And it was kind of like that. Cause what they were saying in the first place, some of the wording was really weird. Mm hmm. And then they removed the swear words and it made it even worse. Right. Well, and I will say that when they, when he said he was going to do that, I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Let's see what happens. And then I realized that they did more than just edit out the swear words. It was, it, they went back and edited the entire scene to make it something completely different. So it's not like they just took out the swear words, which is what they said they were going to do. They cut out entire segments to just line it up and make it, make it worse. So it it would have been more creative had they actually planned it out where they could just take out the swear words and make it be that scene. Instead, they decided to just, you know, go ham-handed with it. And it, 
it, it was less clever that way, in my opinion. That's fair. So instead of just editing one thing out, they basically just pick and choose and, and spliced it all together. It wasn't like they just took out one thing and made it funny. It was like they had to splice it all together to make like a scene. And I was like, all right, well, all right, that's not quite as funny. Um, or as clever. But the um there was another one where I was talking about the product placement one where <laughs> there's there's nudity in one of these episodes, by the way. I think it's the final episode. And I do not need to see Mike Myers' penis anymore. I didn't need to see it the first time. Or the or the subsequent like sixteen times after that, but there was a lot of penis <laughs> in that uh, in that scene, and they were trying. And the Netflix guy, of course, comes on and is like, "All right, we're gonna fix this." And he he's like, "We've got this new algorithm thing that's going to blur this stuff out and pixelate it, and they call it FlixPix or something, um, trademark, you know." And they they try it out and it. It doesn't work. Like, it starts off with it on the thing, but every time he walks past somebody, it loses it, and then it takes a second to reestablish the, the the pixelation. So he, like, somebody walks in front of him, and then his dick is out, and then it takes another second, and you get a little spinny wheel, and then the 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 pixelation is back. Um, or somebody walks into frame, and their dick is hanging out, and it's not pixelated, and it takes a second to, to recognize it, and then pixelate it out, and it's like, oh my god. So much dick That's in that scene. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was only male nudity. That was it. Hilarious. See, that's pretty funny. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I get that. But it, it's just... <laughs> and then there were then there were uncooked hot dogs, and it was pixelating nice. <laughs> those out. And, and then somebody dropped a tray of hot dogs, and the thing tried to pixelate all the hot dogs out, and then it crashed. That's pretty clever. Okay. Yeah. That's funny enough. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it made me laugh. Yeah. It was funny. Well, and they do a good job. There's some interesting dialogue things in there. It just seemed like... It seemed like every other line was an attempt at, a, at something, like, really funny. And it doesn't always... Yeah. It doesn't land very much. But it's... If you're trying that hard, it, it just comes off difficult. It's, it's, um, but yeah, like I'm going to finish it, you know, like I said, I'm on episode four, but I'm not, I was excited for a Mike Myers thing, I guess maybe to touch it disappointing on my end. Um, but I am glad to see Mike Myers back and like doing stuff. Cause I, I think he, I do like his humor. Um, but, uh, let's see if they put out a season two. Let's see what happens. It. It it really was exhausting. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and 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 I like just me personally. I am very into. I'm interested. I'm not into them. I'm interested in them and the people that uh, follow it. But I I really do find conspiracy theories interesting. So you know this show. It mentions a bunch of them, and they get into a little bit about like how people think about about things. And one of the one of the Mike Myers characters is this like conspiracy theory dude. Um, and they even they even go to like a conspiracy convention. Uh, Canada Con, remember remember Can Con Con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, yep, can, the con, conspiracy con. and the station he worked for was CAC. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
But so they go to the conspiracy thing, and you know, so they mention like flat Earth and a couple things. But, but it just, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to watch. It's it, it, he's reaching a little bit too much. Um, but it's fun. I'm glad to see Mike Myers back in action. You know what I mean? Um. Uh, oh, I oh one thing we have to mention. I love the uh, that AI uh, mentor. Mm-hmm. The, the, he's he's described as uh, their you know supercomputer or whatever, but he also has a soul. But the at the last minute right. by accident he got the soul of like this like douchebag <laughs> from like Massachusetts, right? right? Yeah. And it, and so that's like super funny. Apparently, they're called mass holes, which it. It's yes. mentioned in the story, but also, as a matter of fact, very literally just this weekend, Teresa was telling me about mass holes because she used to live in Boston. I've never heard that term before. No idea. And here it is like twice in one week. Um, so that computer is like, really like, funny. That's like annual pass holders at Disney in California. They call them mass holes. <laughs> I didn't, how did I not know that? <laughs> that's really funny. That's funny. <clears throat> I love mass holes. I heard someone else talking about that too recently. That's funny. Never in my life heard that term before. Uh, next, next indeed. Sweet. I do believe we can move on from that button in a bush, as they mm-hmm. called it. Oh dear. I'm going to briefly talk about the Lost City to close out our topics. This is the movie, the treasure hunting movie. Uh, released March 25th, but all, <coughs> it is now, I thought, available on Amazon Prime. It's not. It's inv- available on um, on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, if you want to get it through Amazon Prime, you have to do a kind of link your Amazon Prime to, uh, not stars, but something like that. Flicks or some other thing. And it's like 99 cents for the first month. So technically, you guys could watch it for 99 cents, but... Um, this is directed by Aaron Nee and Adam Nee, so a team director situation. Stars Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, Oscar Nunez, who is Oscar from The Office, uh, Brad Pitt, Patty Harrison, Bowen Yang, Stephen Lang, and Joan Pringle, as many as well as many other people. Uh, a reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that lands them both in a cutthroat jungle adventure. This is right up the alley of anyone that liked the romancing the stone, Indiana Jones, like the love angle of Indiana Jones type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it <clears throat> is it the same kind of comedy vibe? Oddly, yeah, it's got a it's got a comedy vibe. Uh, it's got a little bit of adventure, not quite as much uh, darts coming out of walls, rolling balls, uh, that type of stuff. Yeah, uh, but. Definitely a little bit of uh, uncharted style adventure, and it, it was oddly exactly what I wanted to be watching today. It was exactly what I needed at the time. I have I actually laughed out loud several times. Okay. Um, it was, it was, I don't. It's hard to say it was well done because there was definitely some parts that I was like, okay, that's kind of silly, but it was definitely entertaining and definitely worth the watch. The the characters were actually not – I think one of the parts of the reason I liked it is the characters weren't entirely one-dimensional. So like 
if you get so if you like see two in a movie there's two characters and one's like a survivalist and one is just kind of a dopey dude that's like tagging along usually the survivalist is gonna be like oh for god's sake fuck this guy right like he's gonna be so over the top and just trying to get rid of the dopey die tagging dopey yeah dopey guy tagging along like that's usually the way it's written but this the guy is actually a lot more positive like he doesn't want him there but he treats them better than they usually do in these kind of movies. So it's just little things like that. Um, and it was just, it was just funny. There's the dopey guy in, in this uh, story is Channing Tatum's character, Alan. He's the cover model. So he's like a Fabio type character for all these like romance novel books. And he like, it's weird because this is like, I think this would kind of be one of my complaints. He has kind of variable intelligence. Like, you know, like okay. when you're watching a Simpsons episode, Homer is either the dumbest person on the planet or the smartest, depending on what the story needs. Right. Uh, this movie is kind of like that where Channing Tatum, like at the beginning, he like he can't get out. He can't get out a sentence that doesn't make a mistake. Like kind of like when we close the shows where like Rob will say something ridiculous, you know, like it's supposed to sound like a saying, but like he does a lot of those. Mm-hmm. You're like. Well, you know, you you can't eat your cake and have it too, or is it like he says something like that, and then and the the woman who's a novelist is like, "What do you know? What else? Or you can't eat your cake and do something with it too?" And he's like, "What else would you do with the cake? You eat the cake." He's like, "No, you don't always eat the cake. You can give the cake to someone else." And she's like, "Yeah, but then they're going to eat it." Like, well, what if it's the cake that someone jumps out of? Like, it's just like little things like that. But so he's like. There's parts where he'll say, like, really, like, dumb things like this. And then he'll, like, come out with something so remarkably profound that you're, like – like, for example, she grabs a, a, a strip of, like, a map, like, a, a thing that, to help her find something. He's, like, don't do that. Like, why? He's, like, because then they're definitely going to come after us. But, like, he thinks of it right away after saying some really, like, stupid stuff. But overall, I enjoyed it. Um, I will – as I was watching it, I got halfway through, and I'm like, I'm going to have to watch this again because I think I thought my wife would like it. The um, It does, of course, have a uh, a young person uh, influencer type market, like online social media marketing person that sometimes those get infuriating when they're in movies because they try it. Like they have no idea how to write them, and they try too hard. This one's actually kind of funny, and her whole thing is like she hashtags Sean Mendez for some reason, and I have no idea who that is. Do we know who Sean Mendes is? I know the name. I think that's that singer guy. Yeah, so like like she gets kidnapped, not Sean Mendes, but Sandra Bullock's character get Loretta gets kidnapped and she's and they're like what do we do and the social media person isn't with her. Of course she's but she's back at like the home base with like the marketing manager and she's like she's like, "Well, I know I already uh did it. Oh my god, I've been kidnapped." Hashtag Sean Mendes at Sean Mendes, whatever. I'm like, who yeah, is that? I think he. I, it's it's gonna be very weird. It's gonna totally date the movie in like three years when no one knows who that is anymore. Yeah, he started off. I think if I recall correctly, when my girls were really young, he was one of those like Disney musicians, or or maybe he was on Nickelodeon or something. And then he kind of broke out, gotcha. and then he had his own like career. I, I don't know if he's still around or whatever. But yeah, he's just like a poppy, whatever you know. Gotcha. Uh, Sandra Bullock's great in this. Channing Tatum gets the joke. Like, he totally gets the joke. The Brad Pitt, I would say it's a cameo, is fantastic in this. Uh, the standout, he's not in there for very long, but is Oscar Nunez from The Office. 
Uh, I always love one of. What do you say? John Mendez is a singer. Apparently, I thought it was a girl. To be honest, I thought it was the other selling of Sean. <laughs> is it Sean Mendez? Um, yeah, Oscar Nunez to me is the standout. He's, I think, one of my favorite types of characters is the, um, like the ambiguous character that might be a good friend to have, or also might be a serial killer type character. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole sequence where they're like trying to get him to like fly someone somewhere, and they're like, wait. Have you ever killed someone and just the way he acts like, no, just the way his like face looks. It, it's just a really good sequence. So um, I highly. Radcliffe I, plays Abigail Fairfax. Yeah, it's his part of the joke. Abigail. Okay. It's part of the joke. His brother's name is Leslie and he hates his brother. Who's like a. They're the father preferred the, uh, the, the, the brother who you don't actually see in the movie. His whole driving force is the fact that he that his father didn't pick him to be like the heir to the fortune, so he wants to like get his own fortune and like find the thing that his father had been looking for to like say screw you kinda. Yeah. Um totally worth watching. It was. Um I, I enjoyed it. I you know, watched it this afternoon and I'm going to uh, probably watch it again at some point. Yeah, that sounds good. I would watch that. Yeah. It's and it's I very it's lighthearted. I wanted to see it when it was out. So Yeah. It's lighthearted. I mean it's not is it the best movie ever? Is it going to be even remotely close to the best movie of the year? No. Was it entertaining as hell? And when I had to pause the movie periodically because, you know, to answer questions or do you know some live streaming to help, you know, for work and stuff like that. You wanted to get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I went, I was watching it upstairs and I had to go downstairs to get lunch. I'm like, yeah, I'll have lunch upstairs. So I can keep watching the movie. That kind of thing. So. It was awesome. Excellent. All right. And uh, very good. Hey guys, that was our show. There will be no top five this week due to a m- bunch of reasons. We will be back with another top five this coming week. But if you want to contact us in the meantime, you can always check out GiveMe5Podcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at GiveMe5Pod or on Instagram at GiveMe5Pod. Check out that out this weekend because uh, we will be at a bunch of different events and there'll be all sorts of nerd postings from Megacon, as well as a bunch of uh, concert postings from Welcome to Rockville. You can also find out that that is possibly why there's no Top 5 this week. So thank you for listening, and we will see you soon. Yeah.